0: What does it look like to do the work as it relates to our healing? Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising
1: gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode?
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Heal Inside and Out. Uh, today's going to be something a little bit different and I'm looking forward to to hearing your perspective on this as well, Maggie. When we are healing, our ongoing healing, the the personal perspective of something called doing the work, and what does that mean to me, to you, our listeners, and what does it look like? And I just want to kind of start with saying when I got diagnosed and I had my treatment plan and my surgical plan, I had tunnel vision. I was, if our audience could see us now, our listeners, I'm like, you know, the blinders are around here with my hands. <laughs> I had that tunnel vision and I was just focused on... What I needed to do to survive, it was chemotherapy. It was my surgeries, um, which lasted, my chemotherapy was a year. And surgeries have been ongoing. And I really truly didn't focus on what I know now to be personal development. I wanted that cancer healed. I wanted it out of me. I wanted that roadmap the whole treatment process, everything. And it truly wasn't clear to me about doing certain things for me to heal. And I was all over the place, to be honest with you. And I realized once I was done with the treatment process and I was told I was in remission that's when my work started and I realized I wasn't the same person. My story has changed. I needed to change. I looked at things very differently and I'm gonna say something that a lot of people do say I honestly feel I got a second chance in life I love and that. yeah it was it was. It made me realize that I needed to take a step back and look at now doing some work and set certain boundaries and I listened to podcasts. I, you know, I started journaling. I did a little bit of journaling through my treatment plan. My journaling was really truly coloring books to be honest with you.
1: Oh, I love that. I love, <laughs> you coloring. know, I just
0: kind of did things like that. Did I do meditation? No. I was too focused in, on going to work, still eating healthy, still working out still taking care of my students at the college I was working at when I was dealing with this. What those are the things I needed to do to, to survive. And it wasn't till, I don't know, a year or two later that it hit me like a ton of bricks. And there was a woman that I know, and it's so ironic how our stories, our journeys are different, but some of our stories are the same. It was a nutritionist that I knew who had the same diagnosis as you and me, her two triple positive. And she was like me too, just straightforward. Let's get the cancer out. Let's get this done with. Let's get through this treatment. I'll worry about everything later. And she said to me, mark my words, one day it's all going to come crashing down and you're going to realize that the cancer was a gift. So I'm, I'm, at the seams here to find out what your perspective or hear what your perspective is on doing the work because I know your work is a little bit similar to mine, but you had a totally different way of thinking about it and doing it to be honest with you.
1: Well, I did and I guess after I listened to how you explained that Dina I is it is it safe to say that for you it was about getting healthy and getting to the other side of cancer? And then thriving and being happier in this second chance that you got. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. For me, (laughs) the (laughs) best way to articulate how I define my own doing the work or what I needed the work to look like Mm -hmm. was doing it all. And I love how you said roadmap because the day I was diagnosed, and I think I shared this in another episode, but the day I was diagnosed and I sat in my chair and after I had those initial conversations around why me, why now, all of that, I drew (laughs) out my roadmap and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have to do some chemo and then I'm going to have surgery and then I'm going to have radiation and then I'm going to have more chemo. I don't know how many, I don't know what the timeline is, but I'm going to pick a date get it that my, and I called it my, get the cancer out of me date. (laughs) Yes. And what was interesting is I set that aside then now that I have a picture, Mm -hmm. then it was almost like, Holy shit. Yes. What, Mm -hmm. what uh, there's so much here. Number one, all the fears that just go along with cancer. But for me, the bigger fear was what, is cancer, what is this cancer trying to tell me? And what if I don't listen and or learn from it? So I kicked myself into high gear Mm -hmm. around doing all the things that help me with my personal development and my growth as well. So I was, I was like, I've been a personal development junkie for probably 15 (laughs) years, always listening to the latest podcasts and reading the latest books and taking all the assessments. And I just, I loved it. And I was in a a role in my corporate world and in my business, I later started where that was part of it too. Mm -hmm. So it fostered more of that. But I went into overdrive while I was navigating my treatments. So that worked. So it was too much focusing. Yes. <laughs> it was too much focusing. Because when, yeah. when I step back and think about it, I missed out on some things. You- I know I did. And the reason I say that is. Yes, I'm
0: curious about <laughs> that one.
1: When I look back at the year and a half to two years of navigating all the treatments. hmm When I think of my definition of healing, it is about connecting to myself in meaningful ways. Yes. And I was so busy being worried about what I wasn't doing that I wasn't present with myself enough in that healing. Now, yes. I'm gonna be gracious i'm gonna yeah, and I'm gonna be gracious with myself. There were times that I, I was right, but it took it stole from my moments, or I let it steal from my moments because I was so preoccupied with all the stuff I gotta learn and do and grow through and change and be a better person, be a different person, to your point, boundaries that I have to learn how to set. New things, you know, that I have to address with my relationships that maybe I wasn't happy with stopping my four P's as I call them, perfecting, performing, proving, and pleasing. Right, right. So what's, what's striking me
0: as you're speaking is I didn't, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, I didn't do too much focusing on personal development and running into podcasts and, and, you know, all the assessments and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I didn't take as I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm go uh, kind of swallowing a little hard here because all I did was focus in on going to work and keeping my life as normal as possible. That's I a great point. You did do that's, that. I did do that. And as you're talking, I'm going, well, I kind of did the same thing. I t- did too much focusing on keeping my life as normal as possible. Work, firehouse, raising, you know, the kids who were adults, but, you know, household stuff, family issues. Um, you know, once again, like I said, eating healthy and working out, that was that was part of my normal routine. That I didn't set aside time to just reflect and learn about myself like i said i did it after i was totally done with treatment that the the one year post treatment mark that's when it all started to hit that this is a gift you need to learn from
1: this and if you, you know <laughs> if you think about doing the work in the context that we're talking about right. it it's truly about the work we personally need for our mind, body, spirit, whatever you call it, right? But the work we need to heal for our health, for our happiness, for our wholeness. I gave myself permission Mm -hmm. while I was navigating my treatment to go into overdrive and overachievement mode to do the journaling, to practice the meditation more, to, you know, take more of that time. Right. And here is where the the work fell down for me. Okay. When I got to the other side of the actual treatments, I stopped giving myself as much permission. Oh. mm -hmm. So it was almost like I have this period of time where everybody understands I'm really sick. So I can focus on this stuff now. Right. And then I did too much because I also wasn't truly connecting with my body as I was healing and navigating those treatments. I was so busy out here trying to figure out what, <laughs> what I needed to grow and learn, right? So it's like, right. it's, it's it sounds crazy as I say it. Mm-hmm. And it's also... I I'm I'm still learning. So
0: right. We're always learning, we're yeah. always growing. Um and this looks doing the work looks so different for each and every one of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We all need to figure out what works best for us as we navigate this. And you know, it, I keep going back to realizing that. From the point of the year, one year post-treatment up until today, I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm going to do this because I want to now. I'm going not, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to, you know. Saying that yes, saying that no, you know, setting aside specific time for myself and then also setting time with your loved ones or friends or even work i mean you have to learn how to set the priorities and set the boundaries even in a work environment
1: mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that's
0: something, and that's something i learned just a few years ago when it came to you know working my one of my last jobs was working for a doctor in a, in, a, in a doctor's office and then i was just like No, I got a different purpose here. And, you know, I decided to, you know, going to the health and the life coaching and wellness realm and start my own business because I realized that the cancer taught me and made me realize that I had something different to give. I I love how you just said that. I've, I've learned that there's more and more to give, but, and this is a big but here, or a big and. And it this might sound a little harsh or selfish. How you know, I don't know how it's gonna come out, but it's on my terms. It's what I want. It's who I am, who I wanna be. It's been there all these years. The cancer brought it out. I think it's perfect and it
1: makes perfect sense (laughs) because as you were talking, what I was thinking about is in order to heal, in order to do the work, we have to make ourselves a priority. Yes. Like you were talking about the boundaries and finding the balance and what, you know, and so making ourselves a priority in order to truly discover who we are. And that's Mm -hmm. what cancer tends to bring out in people because of the scare, because of the not knowing whether you're going to get a second chance or not.
0: Right. So Mm
1: -hmm. I know that love me healing. I know that that, that could not feel more on purpose for me. Yes. I know that I am meant to be in that space doing that. And part of it is because of the people I want to help. And yes. another part of it is because it helps hold me accountable and I will continue to do the work that I am helping others do. Because if I didn't, I, I wouldn't, I, it's hard for myself if, to give myself permission, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: it it sure does. And, you know, as you have Love Me Healing and I have Wellness Warriors for Life, and I know we've talked about both our businesses and who we serve, and it's, it's really come to light how our fears, and this is what I help my clients with, get through a simple four-stage process to conquer them, whether they're going through the process or they realize, like I did, once I'm done with treatment, what my life is, is all about who I am, you know, what is it that, what is my next adventure? You know, those kinds of things. Okay. And the fear and the fear just, you know, it holds us back. So if we can figure it out and work through it, like we, like we both said, you know, you say turn love into to turn fear into love, and I'm like, let's conquer those fears, you know. <laughs> so it's just all about knowing that we have to pace ourselves. We have to love ourselves as we're going through this, you know. Our personal development, doing the work, is for ourselves, and that's the key. It's for ourselves.
1: I, well, and I love that and what this conversation just got me so excited about. This is <laughs> not a sales pitch, but no, Love Me no. Healing and Wellness Warriors <laughs> is we're helping others do their work yes. and discover yes. what it looks like in order to be meaningful work to them. And I, I mean, we both do it in our different ways, right? And I just, exactly that, that just, Struck me, and that's what I mean. It's yeah, not and- a sales pitch; it just came to me. It's like that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> that's what we're doing, and that's also what came out of the podcast, Heal Inside and Out. It truly did. It, it was. It's all about learning and growing on this healing journey, and putting in the work that we need to. Yes, is it always easy? No sometimes it's hard. I'm not going to say it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's peaches and cream. You know, it's, it's like you said, like you've always said, it's giving yourself the permission and the grace. We both say it to, to allow it to just happen the way it needs to happen and be grateful and thankful for it and, and, and live with abundance.
1: Yes. You know, discovering the new, discovering ourselves, letting the old go and truly coming into our own and our full potential of happiness and health. I just, I love it. Yes, yes. And
0: once again, healing truly is Inside and Out. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found
1: value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.